Today's episode of Locked On Yankees is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com, use the promo code Locked On, and you'll get 20% off your next order. You are Locked On Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome. You're listening to the Locked On Yankees podcast, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Stacey Gotsoulias. You can find us on Twitter at Locked On Yankees. You can find me on Twitter at Stace Gotts. Please feel free to tweet questions or comments to either account. If you're a new listener, hello and welcome. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. I hope you all enjoy today's episode. Baseball is officially over. The Dodgers won the World Series last night. First time in 32 years. Good for them. But of course, this being 2020, something overshadowed the Dodgers win. We'll talk about that. We actually have some Yankees news to talk about and more. But first, you can get Locked On Yankees and all other Locked On podcasts straight to your phone in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. And when you get into your car, you can tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Yankees. So it wouldn't be 2020 without the Dodgers' long-awaited World Series win being overshadowed by something absolutely stupid. (laughs) That's the only way to say it. It was stupid. So the Dodgers won. They beat the Rays 3-1 last night in Game 6 to capture the 2020 World Series. Congrats to them. Then after the game, everyone found out that Justin Turner was pulled from the game because he tested positive for COVID-19. How perfect is that for 2020? How perfect is that for the ending of the 2020 season? Well, that wasn't the end. Because Justin Turner took it upon himself to celebrate with his teammates, celebrate with his family, celebrate with all the support staff who were out on the field. He actually kissed his wife. I'm assuming it's his wife. I uh, I don't... I. It's hours later. It is 2.04 p.m. as I record this. This all was happening just after midnight last night. I am still gobsmacked by what I was witnessing last night. The quotes from people about Turner celebrating, even Rob Manfred said that he was going to be isolated because of the COVID-19 positive test. And then minutes later, Turner comes out and he's celebrating on the field. He's hugging everyone. He has his mask on for a little bit. Then he takes it off. He kisses his wife. He's hugging Dave Roberts. He's taking pictures with his teammates. They took the big group picture on the field. Is he wearing his mask? No, I don't get it. Someone explain how this is possibly real to me. How is it possible that a person who tested positive for COVID-19 is walking around like nothing is going on. He said he didn't feel any symptoms, which is great for him. That's wonderful. But if you're going to be passing around this disease to people, didn't Dave Roberts have cancer? Doesn't Kenley Jansen have a heart condition? Do these guys even care that 
Eduardo Rodriguez of the Red Sox came out of having COVID-19 with a heart condition and that he had to get permission from his doctor to walk again? Hello? You know that whole cliche about athletes being dumbasses? Yeah, the Dodgers proved that last night. I'm actually shaking my head as I'm talking because I really, I don't understand. I can't believe that it actually happened. And when I woke up this morning or this afternoon, I joked on Twitter. I said, did last night really happen? And I didn't mean it as, you know, did the Dodgers really win the World Series? No. Did Justin Turner really test positive for COVID-19 and then walk around as if nothing happened? What occurred last night is basically America in a nutshell. COVID-19 numbers are spiking. People still don't care. They're still belittling it and treating it as if it's just the flu, even though it's not. And Justin Turner recklessly walking around without a mask and spreading his super germs to his teammates and everyone around him is highly irresponsible. He should be embarrassed by it, but it doesn't seem as if he is and it doesn't seem as if the Dodgers are embarrassed by it at all. And the Dodgers even put out a statement saying how they want to be able to celebrate with their fans, but they want to wait until it's safe again. So I guess the Dodgers parade isn't happening until 2023 at this rate. So let's talk about the actual game and the Dodgers winning the World Series, because that should be the important thing today. But, you know, I digress. Actually, the big news today, if Justin Turner hadn't turned out to be COVID-19 positive, is that Kevin Cash took Blake Snell out of the game too early. Blake Snell was cruising last night. He was pitching as if the season depended on it. He was doing exactly what the Rays needed him to do. And then Kevin Cash took him out too early. And I know some people will be thinking that everyone is Monday morning quarterbacking, but everyone said this last night as Kevin Cash was walking from the dugout to the pitcher's mound. Why is he doing this? Why is he taking him out so early? So it seems as if the Rays outraised themselves. Now, it was a tight game at this point, and Snell was going to be facing Mookie Betts for the third time, I believe, but Mookie Betts hadn't really done anything. Cash takes out Snell for Nick Anderson. Nick Anderson gives up a double to Mookie Betts, which advances Austin Barnes to third because he had singled before Betts came up. Then Nick Anderson uncorked a wild pitch that scored Barnes. Mookie made it to third. Corey Seager hits into a fielder's choice that allows Betts to score. And that would be it. I mean, yeah, the Dodgers scored an insurance run later on in the game, but The Rays were dead in the water at that point. And this didn't feel like one of those games where one of the teams would break out in the latter innings. It felt like it was going to be close the entire time. So as I said, the Dodgers did score an insurance run in the bottom of the eighth. Mookie Betts broke out of his uh, schneid. So he hit a double when Snell came out, and then he hit a home run in the bottom of the eighth off Pete Fairbanks to make it 3-1. That's how it would end. The Dodgers win their first championship since 1988. And again, at that point, all anyone is thinking about is the Dodgers winning the World Series. And then the Justin Turner thing happens. As I was editing the podcast, MLB released a statement about Justin Turner, and I would like to read it to you. In response to inquiries, Major League Baseball issued the following statement today regarding the circumstances involving Los Angeles Dodgers third baseman Justin Turner. Quote, 
Immediately upon receiving notice from the laboratory of a positive test, protocols were triggered leading to the removal of Justin Turner from last night's game. Turner was placed into isolation for the safety of those around him. However, following the Yankees' victory, it is clear that Turner chose to disregard the agreed-upon joint protocols and the instructions he was given regarding the safety and protection of others. While a desire to celebrate is understandable, Turner's decision to leave isolation and enter the field was wrong and put everyone he came in contact with at risk. When Major League Baseball security raised the matter of being on the field with Turner, he emphatically refused to comply. The commissioner's office is beginning a full investigation into this matter and will consult with the Players Association within the parameters of the Joint 2020 Operations Manual. Last night, nasal swabs were conducted on the Dodgers' traveling party. Both the Rays and Dodgers were tested again today, and their travel back to their home cities will be determined after being approved by the appropriate authorities. So, that's bad. In a moment, I'll be talking more about what happened last night, and we have some Yankees Winter League news. But before we talk about that, let's talk about Built Bar, because you know how much I love Built Bar. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It comes in 18 flavors. All of them are really good, but specifically, let me mention Mint Brownie Delight, Salted Caramel, Double Chocolate, Coconut Almond... I'm drooling just thinking about it. Anyway, Built Bars are great for the health-conscious person. They're good if you want to lose weight or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. They're covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and they're easy to chew. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and they're great for the keto diet. If you go to BuiltBar.com right now and use the promo code LOCKEDON, you'll get 20% off your next order. And when I say next, I don't mean first, so it could be your 50th. If you're like me, you're up there in orders. Again, use the promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. So we actually have some Yankees news. Not that it's good news, but it's something. The Yankees decided not to hold their instructional league down in Tampa, which is smart because COVID-19 cases are spiking all over the country, but especially down in Florida. The Yankees and the Cardinals at this point are two teams that are not having their traditional instructional camp. There's going to be winter ball in the Dominican Republic, and so far Miguel Andujar and Gary Sanchez will be playing. I believe Domingo Herman will also be playing. Video emerged of the Yankees' number one prospect, Jason Dominguez, obliterating baseballs and it wasn't just that he was hitting baseballs it's the fact that the boy is 17 years old and he's built like a superhero i've said this before and i'll say it again i absolutely adore the fact that he was named after jason giambi jason giambi is my boy so i was tickled when i heard that now jason dominguez is spelled with two s's but he made it a point to let everyone know that yes he was named after jason giambi Right now, I'm looking at MLB.com because I wanted to see what the coverage would be, if any, about Justin Turner last night. 
And all I'm seeing is Turner exits game six after positive COVID test. There is nothing here about him celebrating with his teammates and endangering them. So good job by MLB.com to toe the company line and not say anything about this. Because this isn't just Justin Turner endangering his teammates. This is MLB failing to protect these guys. And as I said at the top, it's fitting that something like this happened at the end of the 2020 season. Yes, there were positive COVID-19 tests throughout the season, but things seem to have gotten under control as the season went on. And then this happens. And again, what everyone was talking about last night was the fact that MLB made it seem as if they were going to isolate Justin Turner because of his positive COVID-19 test. And then the Dodgers and Justin Turner said, Screw you, we're going to celebrate our World Series win, even if one of our teammates is positive with COVID-19. The quote that really got me going last night was posted by Bill Plunkett. It says in the tweet, because he's a beat writer from the Orange County Register, Mookie Betts was asked about Justin Turner being on field for the photos. Quote, he's part of the team. Forget all that. He's part of the team. We're not excluding him from anything. Forget all that? Did Mookie Betts forget that he was teammates with Eduardo Rodriguez, who, as I said earlier, had to get permission from his doctors to walk again because COVID-19 screwed with his heart so badly? Does Mookie Betts need to be told that his current teammate, Kenley Jansen, has heart condition? Does he need to be told that his current manager had cancer years ago and he's at high risk? Hello? I don't know if Major League Baseball is going to do anything about this, but the Dodgers need to be held accountable for what they did last night. And specifically, Justin Turner needs to be held accountable for what he did last night. Because, again, he was walking around after testing positive for COVID-19 like it was no big thing. And he made it a point to tell everyone that he wasn't feeling any symptoms. And as we've learned from this virus going around for the past how many months have we been in lockdown quarantine, having to be in public with masks, etc., we still don't know enough about this virus to be blasé about it. And there are certain strains of it that are making young, healthy people have really scary symptoms. As I said, Eduardo Rodriguez, hello, his heart. That's a big deal. You get a disease that affects your heart. You're not alive if your heart is not working. This also goes along with young people think they're indestructible and that nothing's going to happen to them. And hey, maybe this will be a wake-up call. Maybe Justin Turner won't be affected by the COVID-19, but maybe he spread it to someone else. And we're going to hear something in about a week about someone being really sick, either a Dodgers player or a coach or an executive or a spouse. I know, if you've sat through this entire episode, I apologize for being so fired up by this. But as I keep saying, I can't believe this actually happened. It just seems so ridiculous to me. Even in the midst of this being the most ridiculous year on record, at least as far as I'm concerned, it's the most ridiculous year we've ever lived through. And again, this feels like the perfect ending to the baseball season in some really odd way. I will say this, I'm happy for Clayton Kershaw. He finally got over that playoff hump that everyone was bringing up constantly when he pitched. I'm happy for my friends who root for the Dodgers, especially the ones who were too young to even remember 1988, because thanks to social media, I have a lot of young friends. And so it was 
Nice to see them celebrate a World Series win for the first time. It was funny to see Giants fans and Padres fans complaining about the Dodgers winning the World Series. Um, I mean, that's natural because they're the rivals. That's another thing about social media. I have friends now from just about every single fan base, even Rays fans. They do exist. I did feel slightly bad for my Rays fan friends, only slightly. I was happy for the Dodgers. As I said last week when the series began, I was rooting for the Dodgers. I was hoping that they would get over their hump and finally win, and they did. I also didn't want to see the team that eliminated the Yankees win the World Series again, so I'm glad that didn't happen. Although it didn't happen last year either because Houston ended up losing, but it happened in 2017 and 2018. And there's a part of me that feels, oh God, I'm going to sound like such a curmudgeon when I say this, but I feel as if the Rays shouldn't be rewarded for the fact that they're cheap because everyone's talking about how great Randy Rosarina is and how he broke out this postseason and good for him. It was exciting to watch, I guess. I mean, it wasn't exciting for me because I wanted the Rays to lose, but... (laughs) You know the Rays are trading him away when his value goes up because they're not going to pay for him. And I don't understand why people think a team like that should be rewarded and their billionaire owners should be praised for being so cheap. That's not how sports should work. I mean, I guess you can also argue the fact that you can make it far in the baseball playoffs with a ragtag team of players that no one's heard of, but that's more the exception than the rule so to speak. So the 2020 baseball season is now over and hot stove will begin and the Yankees have a lot of decisions ahead of them and I will be here to talk about them, complain about them, rant about them, depending on how they go. And as I said on yesterday's show, I will try and find some people to come on with me to talk about all of this stuff because when it comes to transactions... I know enough about baseball to talk about stuff like that, but it would be fun to have someone else on to talk about it with, so I'm not just ranting by myself about certain things. You know, if the Yankees choose not to re-sign Masahiro Tanaka, it'll be nice to yell about it with someone else. If they let DJ LeMahieu go somewhere else, again, it'll be nice to yell about it with someone else. So just because the baseball season is over doesn't mean that the podcast is going to slow down at all because I'll still be here five days a week. But for now, that's it for this episode of Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'd like to remind you that you can subscribe to this show in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. And when you get into your car, you can tell your smart device to play podcast, Locked On Yankees. One more thing, if you could be so kind, please rate the podcast and spread the word about this podcast to your fellow Yankee fans. We would really appreciate it. Enjoy your, what day is it? Oh, it's Wednesday. Enjoy your Wednesday, and I will talk to you all tomorrow. Tomorrow.